0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. Um, Please head over to allineedskate.com. Check out all our products. We got t-shirts, we got decks, we got shorts up there. Although I think we only have 2XL left in the shorts. Um, T-shirts, banners, all types of skate goodies right there at allineedskate.com. Quick update, next weekend... On Saturday, July 10th, we are throwing the All-I-Need Summer Jam Skate Contest at Uxbridge Skate Park, which is in Uxbridge, Mass. Please sign up for the event at our website. Uh, It is is $50 to enter the contest, and your entry fee goes directly to the Skate Park Fund to build more ramps. We have a beginner jam at noon. We have a 35 and over jam at 3.00 and we have an advanced jam at 5 p.m. The Summer Jam Skate Contest is brought to you by All I Need, Vulture Crew, and World Industries. So come on out, maybe win some prizes, have a damn good time, and donate money to the park for entering. Sammy Skates will be making a sick edit of the day, so come shred and get in the video. Also, we have four new t-shirts for pre-sale up on the site. We have the Defenders of the Deep t-shirt, We have the Built the Last tee, American Legends, and the Fly High tee, which I will insert right here so you can check out the tees. Really stoked. Best t-shirts out there. All I need all day. We are also brought to you by the infamous World Industries. Please check out worldindustries.com. There is t-shirts, hoodies, all types of merchandise up there on the website. We got our videos up there. Um, yeah, check it out. All types of good stuff. The decks are currently sold out at the moment, but uh, you can try skate shops to get a world board. And now for the episode with Mr. Matt Miller. We reminisced about skating for Zoo together and traveling. We also talked about filming for Transworld's 20th skate video and now back in 2008 we talked about having a pro shoe for DC, and I caught up with him present day where we talked about selling houses and what he's doing for work. Matt is an all-around epic human. Stoked he came on the show. Enjoy this episode. If you are watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and share the videos. It really helps our channel grow, and I appreciate the support. If you are listening to the audio on the iTunes store, Make sure to give us five stars and leave a review. That helps us out, keeps the show growing. My Gs. Oh, hell yeah. First, Matt, let me just start off with saying I'm hyped we made this happen, dude. And thank you for coming on.
1: Dude, thank you for having me. Seriously.
0: Yeah, it's it's been like a long-ass time since we've uh, talked or hung out, man.
1: I know. It was New York days, man. It's all those traveling, we miss it. Yeah, Seems like dude. yesterday.
0: It's so wild. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were just talking before I hit record, um, just a little bit about surviving the pandemic and stuff. And uh, I was saying how it, it helped me, it helped because uh, all those big skate companies they had to like kind of shut down because they had a bunch of employees and stuff like that. But it for me, it was just me with the heat press machine at my work, and my work stayed open because uh, they're essential business, so I was just in there and I could get boards out to people, so it helped us pick up like a lot of accounts, which was epic,
1: yeah. I mean. It's unfortunate, the circumstances of everything, but for for something like that, it's so good and a lot of small businesses that could thrive and businesses that started during the pandemic and, you know, everybody pivoting shows the resilience in people. Yeah, so
0: so true, man. Well, I guess how we'll start this out is like, maybe fill me in with what your days are like nowadays. What are you up to?
1: Well, since, you know, days are different than skateboarding, but um, I pretty much... I work in real estate now here in Los Angeles, so it is busy every day and real estate doesn't sleep here. You know, you can be as busy as you want and I wake up, it's real estate's my new skating. I pretty much nerd out on it. I read magazines, like it's my new thrasher. I watch videos at night, like real estate shows, whatever it is. And I love it, you know, so I actually bought and sold my own place and just like uh, flipped it myself and had a couple of friends help. So it, 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 I just love it pretty much. It's the new chapter in my life. And I still skate obviously when I can and golf and family time and hanging out with the girlfriend and my dogs. And it's pretty much life right now. Where are you at? I'm in Los Angeles. I I just moved to North Hollywood actually. Nice.
0: Where were you before that?
1: In Silver Lake, Uh, which is is like, it's all, it's all LA County it's just different little zones
0: are you working with uh tim gavin
1: <clears throat> yeah i just started working with tim gavin like a month ago and it's epic dude like he you know fr- from both skate worlds he's a king in the real estate world and he kills it Learned so much and me and him just like w- we feed off each other and help each other out so it's just it- it's really cool man
0: yeah, that that must be really cool to get into something like that's not skateboarding, something that you have to learn a lot and then you have someone like Tim Gavin around to kind of like you guys both been through the skating thing and understand learning mm-hmm. tricks and what it takes yep. to do that and to go pro and all the work and effort so to apply it to something else is pretty epic, Which, man.
1: Which real estate is <clears throat> very similar to skating because it's like a long-term thing. You can't just like, oh, I'm in real estate and basically pro right away you know it's like you have to a lot of people quit 87 percent of people quit in the first two years because it's a long-term process and you have to like you know people aren't just gonna you're not gonna call someone and be like yeah i'm down to buy a house today so you know it's like it's a long-term thing and you just build relationships and you know you got to market yourself the same your independent contractor still like skating and so it's real similar it's just starting from ground zero and building that building that brand you know
0: Yeah. I imagine like, um, at first it's really tough, but once you get a few uh, houses sold and you start to get the swing of it, then it kind of helps out. It's kind of like getting a, getting a photo in a magazine as an amateur and like getting a sponsor. and like
1: (laughs) Exactly. And exactly. And so it's been, I've been fortunate to, you know, in my first year, get some good amount of deals going. So I've been real lucky with that. So I'm just keeping it going. But again, it's what you, what you put into it. You know, I, been doing this every day since I've like a year and a half. Since the, pretty much right before COVID started, it was the first of the year, and I was just like everything real estate, studying every day. Every every day is real estate since then. So I have just been nerding out, being a sponge, and trying to trying to get there. You know.
0: Yeah, I bet in the beginning too, man. It was probably so fucking nerve wracking, like. Just uh, starting something completely new and trying to figure it out. It's probably so overwhelming because it's like so much unknown in the beginning, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Especially when you're going to school, it's like a different language. And then if you do real estate. It's a whole different world. But thankfully, my mom's a realtor. I have people in my camp. I work at, for this office, Keller Williams, Beverly Hills, which is like crazy awesome. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's going good. So I'm hyped on it
0: dude that's so sick that your mom's a realtor that that is definitely leg up bro
1: yeah especially in the beginning it was like i was blowing her up like what's this this?" but i've learned so much and just now she's calling me for questions and it's just it's pretty sick
0: what about (laughs) so this is a weird one but what about having to uh because like being a pro skateboarder you don't really have to like dress up and be presentable like yeah how's that transition going
1: (laughs) Um, at first it was a little bit weird, but I actually just was like, you know what, like it is what it is. Like I have to own it. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. You know, I have friends that are, you know, in the 90 era still like dressing and, you know, I, I get it, you know, but like nobody's going to want to buy a house from Sam standing with big baggy jeans outside of a $3 million house. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a huge, it's one of the biggest Deals in people's lives, you know, you got to be presentable. I actually feel good now that I, you know, it's like, it's cool. I embrace it. It's a new chapter in my life. I feel more grown up. I feel more presentable. I get more respect from people. Like, not that I didn't before, but like, you know how, when you're dress skating, people are like, oh, skateboard, you know, but yeah, like the now, average now if I like, if I'm there looking presentable, people are like, oh, hey, you actually sell, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's cool i like it i embrace it you know i still wear my skate clothes obviously when i go skate and everything but there's a time and place for everything no
0: it makes sense man but i totally get what you you're know. saying like as a skater like because i still like i'll dress up occasionally for weddings and whatnot but i mm-hmm. still kind of dress like a fucking skate rat <laughs> yeah and, uh... no and, and I,
1: I keep it cat you know i keep it pretty casual like i'm not like full suit tie everything every day but you know keep it keep a blazer on with a t-shirt whatever it is like keep it mellow
0: well you clean up good dude i was looking at your insta i was like this is an attractive man
1: oh man (laughs) you're you're welcome
0: yeah i'm still i'm still dressing like a skate rat but i noticed like for sure like that's people treat you how you dress for sure like if you dress like you know what you're doing and you look like a professional on some level like the average people are gonna treat you different for sure
1: yeah. And again, it's like a huge transaction, especially here in Los Angeles where houses are in the millions. You know what I mean? Like you got to look presentable and look like you are got your stuff together.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. You got to dress yeah. for the role for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Actually, no, let's follow this thread a little more. What? Why real estate? Like what led you into that path? As it, I know your mom was into it, but what made you um, want to dive in?
1: I mean, I've always loved it. I knew I was going to basically get into it because even when I was skating, I was still watching every kind of real estate show. Um, HGTV, people made fun of me, but I don't care. Um, my lady yeah, loves would, all those. Dude, it, I would nerd out on those. And I just, you know, like I said, I bought my own place that was needed work and fixed it up, sold it for way more. And the whole process and just investing, I got kind of... Taken under a wing when I was younger, as far as, um, you know what to do with your money and stuff like that. So just, I've lived humble and just pay myself a little bit and just basically try to save stuff to be able to invest in real estate and make that long term goal, you know, passive income coming in and just be able to live live a good lifestyle, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's awesome, man. I've seen too many amazing skateboarders. Not be able to transition away from the career of skateboarding when the time comes, just because, yeah. and I can't blame them, but at the same point, it's like there's a lot to a person and you can expand in other directions and still carry forward and do a lot of amazing shit. So it's amazing that you, I'm glad that you didn't become one of those stories, you know? It's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of good, you know, I know a lot of homies that basically are doing it right, you know, especially if they're one of the, rare ones that are making good money in skating it's like the ones that are buying a house early you know like i said i i personally had a house and when i had to basically stop working when when the skate check stopped coming you know like that was my cushion as well too so if i needed to take money out on it sell it whatever i needed to do it gave me that chance to move into that next chapter you know so it's instead of just paycheck to paycheck skating cuts you off like right away and then you're just like crap what do i do i gotta get a job you know
0: yeah there's a lot of people like that i was one of those people i happened i mean
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it happens to more than so many people but if you can just get that little bit of savings going early and whatever you can save early man that's the best advice i can give best way to make money is to save money
0: yeah yeah and i i actually while i was skating and making money i was buying a house as well so like that helped me me and my lady and being able to have a relationship
1: yeah and now that you look back on it you're like damn so glad i did that
0: yeah definitely
1: (laughs) especially with values now and yeah so yeah heck yeah good to hear that man good job
0: yeah man um okay well let's go way back in time to little matt miller when you're just a young (laughs) lad the little guy with the pop back then Dude, no um, pop then I, d- I doubt it i i d- <laughs> no I bet- for real no pop wow. i got proof all right yeah. so let's start at the the beginning like how old were you what got you into skating yeah that's a good start would your family think of it like
1: yeah i mean um me and my best friend back in the day just found an old skateboard in his stepdad's garage and stepped on it and that was it you know his mom took us to go get real skateboards and we just it was that was it every single day from then and um, you know my parents did support it they they liked it but you know once I got to that 18 19 year old age they started questioning like what are you doing you know and uh looking out for me but I, I was just I had a little glimpse of a chance so I, I went full force and they still supported it and super proud of me now and so it all worked out pretty amazing
0: yeah it's a there is a moment though like that where uh you hit a certain age and shit starts to get expensive and you know, it's becomes a habit and you're like, uh Oh, yeah. and then you do have to take a chance, man. What was that moment for you? Like, um, which, what was which one
1: dude, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like hey. I was an old head coming up too. And in, in the, in the game, you know, like I didn't even like my first zoo trip was, I think I was like 19, 20 or something like that, you know, like not even am yet. And, uh, So it was just, I was a little later in the game. So there was, you know, I already, there was one point where I signed up for college and I was going to go and I had two days before I was going to like leave to go do that. And then that's when I got a a call from zoo and offered to skate and travel and get a little bit of money. So I was like, all right, let's go.
0: Was zoo like the first sponsor that paid you and gave you that opportunity?
1: Well, technically. Yeah. But I was on I was getting aesthetics flow and like, was gonna go with them and then i went to barcelona came back and everyone was on zoo york and so they were just <laughs> like well the whole team's on zoo now i was like all right and then that's when Payne called me and uh yeah we all did that jump off tour <laughs> and Damn, didn't
0: freaking... jeff called you that must have been epic. Yeah. that's a heavy oh yeah
1: peng's the homie dude he's he's the homie he's the one that actually worked with me with dc did my contracts for them it was sick he's a, he's a legend
0: that's right he what was he what was his role with dc
1: he had a few of them different ones but then at one when i like started i think became pro he was like the head dude so it was sick i got to work with him with that
0: yeah that's epic man yeah. what about what about shop sponsor coming up
1: FTC since day one yeah, well you- i used to get like networks i worked at network 17 in Southern california when i was younger but yeah, my first real shop sponsor was FTC, and still to this day.
0: Yeah, and the sh- shop's still doing well.
1: Yeah, dude, they crush it. Opening a few other stores, and yeah, yeah, they crush it.
0: Yeah, I think they have one overseas too, right?
1: Yeah, Japan, Barcelona, um, somewhere else. I think they might have just—I don't know—but yeah, they crush it.
0: Yeah. What was some of the places you traveled, man? I know some of the stuff was New York, but what about DC? Some trips with those guys and
1: heavy dude. I, my whole career, I was maybe home like three days to a week a month. You know, like just constantly traveling, which was so amazing. That's it was the best. We did world tours to all over Southeast Asia, to South Africa, to Australia, to all over Europe and just everywhere we did world tours for different shoes dudes and i had my shoe we did southeast asia and like philippines indonesia all that and it was epic
0: (laughs) you had a shoe with dc
1: yeah dude i got i got a shoe and we did a little world tour for it and got to pick some homies to come on the trip and it was one of the best trips of my life dude it was so sick
0: yo that's so heavy DC's been around yeah. for so long, such a legendary brand to have a shoe for.
1: Yeah, I got lucky for sure. It was it was a good good time.
0: May what was your shoe? What were you talking? Suede, cup sole. What are we doing here?
1: Um it was I might have one, but I have to go get it. Go get it. Um, go, if you okay, know where it on. is,
0: go get it. No worries. Hang
1: on. Hang yeah.
0: on. No worries, my dude. I'm actually gonna <laughs> probably look up your uh I was gonna look up DC right now.
1: Let me see. I don't they okay. might actually oh, I found it. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think they might be in storage, my G.
0: No worries, no worries. I wanna see this thing though. I'm gonna have to look it up right now. Because it's gotta be online, right?
1: Yeah. I have like uh hang on,
0: Oh shit, oh shit. Matt Miller DC. Oh, it was Cupsole, right? Is it what we're talking about? Yeah,
1: it was a cup sole. and had some new technology and all this stuff they wanted to use in it.
0: So. Ooh, that thing looks sick. I'm looking at like an olive citrus super suede sneaker.
1: Yeah, they had a lot of colors of it come out. And I still have like probably a hundred pa- <laughs> crazy amount of pairs that are in my storage unit.
0: That's sick. Just
1: like one-off samples and all these crazy ones I just kept. I never used. Who was on the team? My-
0: at, um Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Who was on the team on DC when you were on? Who were you traveling with? Well,
1: when I first got on, it was like when they, it was still the original, you know, Kalis, Danny, Colin, PJ. Um, you know, Everett, Nick Pierre was on there. Just Ryan Smith, Lindsey Robertson, like that whole era. And then uh, like Wes was too. And basically it turned into the, the Super Team when they transitioned into like Cole, Nija, Mike Mo, everyone, you know, and uh, that was just, is that. that's not
0: the dude. The Super Team was the first team you just mentioned. <laughs> <to>
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it got it was super a, it super. Was a, yeah, it was. That's when PJ had a shoot. Like we were doing world tours, it was like epic. And then that's when they transitioned to the whole like next little phase and that was a cool run and then it kind of like started dissipate like getting a little bit different and then they said peace out and i said thanks for the good run man and then they're still family they still send me stuff and forever family so it's epic
0: yeah that's sick man you know? yeah how, how old are you now man
1: 36 bro
0: dude hell yeah i'm 38 yeah i got you hey big <laughs> Cheers, we're mate.
1: almost there man
0: <laughs> dude 40 right that's crazy Coming,
1: wisdom, years of wisdom. That's what it is.
0: Oh, you're an oh, you're an optimist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> always.
0: I think of my knee pain. Years of knee pains.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to show houses, and I can't even sit still because my body hurts in certain places. I'm just like these people.
0: <laughs> you're like trying to stretch your ankle out while you're talking to them.
1: Just like cracking ankles every second. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must, dude, going. That must be strange. Actually, you could answer this, I guess. So like when you first when you first have a house, right, you got to go in and study the house, right, and figure out all the analytics and shit about the house. Right.
1: So it's yeah, kind of like pull this. Up. You got to pull up title reports, know the history, who's paid what, if there's debts and liens on it. Like there's a whole process and study the whole report of how the house is and basically sell it. Like, you know what I mean?
0: It's like finding a skate spot and like learning the history of the spot and then having to like tell someone about it, like, you
1: know, and then is there- try to promote it, like get a trick there or whatever it is. <laughs> and like, then all of a sudden the next day, every skater's there. And you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: There's just, <laughs> just the trying list. To get
1: eyes on it. <laughs> exactly
0: the same thing, dude.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is.
0: We're All right. So I'm going to jump around because that's what I do where the pop mm-hmm. come from, dude? Did you practice it or just have pop? Because I watched some footage you put out not that long ago on Thrasher, yet Apart, a part, right? hmm And, uh, dude, your pop is like, I mean, I've always known that, but just seeing it again, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, still trying to, I don't know, dude. Honestly, like, I didn't have pop when I was younger. I was the smallest kid in school up to, like, senior year in high school, and all of a sudden, I just grew almost a foot late bloomer and basically yeah I, I moved to sf and lived on the steepest hill in sf pretty much on taylor street <laughs> and uh maybe walking up and down that every day i don't know but yeah for in just that feels normal i don't know where it came from i don't i didn't do any type of training nothing like that it just skated
0: it's definitely those hills that makes sense
1: I mean, yeah, I worked at, like, the top of this freaking hill. I lived on the steepest part, so I had to walk up it every day, like, probably 10 times a day, you know, leaving leaving the house, going to spots, or whatever, so.
0: I always ask Westgate that question, too, and his answer is, uh, Steve Rodriguez from Fibro would fucking make him, like, push around the city, and then Steve would tell him, like, hey, if you can jump up it without your board, you can fucking ollie up this, so, like, he always, like, kept on him to, like, practice his pop, you know, and it fucking, yeah. it worked, dude, but a hill living by a hill that makes sense, bro. And SF, these hills are so goddamn steep.
1: Shin, shin muscles, dude. Walking up them like leaning forward gets the shins going.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> If I was like 15 years younger, I would buy a house from you near a hill somewhere, and that would be it, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude.
0: How's um, how's like uh, California right now? Oh, because I'm on the other side of the coast. And, like, Mm -hmm. all I hear is that it's zombie land out there. But I want to hear, like, firsthand what's going on out there.
1: No, I mean, life is back, dude. They opened it back up completely. Um, Yeah, people are normal. I mean, you you still have to wear a mask at certain places that are, like, inside government buildings or stores or whatever. But, um, yeah, everyone's back. It was crazy during the middle of it, obviously. Like, it was just normal, like, shut down pretty much. Like, no traffic smog was gone animals were coming out it was pretty insane but um <laughs> yeah it was like i am legend shit but um yeah but um yeah it pretty much was a serious city but it's back to normal i mean no one's wearing masks really and what about what about distance, like uh but.
0: particularly like what about uh like a homeless situation because that's all i ever hear about i listen to a shit ton of podcast and i can't really tell like what's what i know there's skid row downtown la and stuff but Mm -hmm. like is it just contained in a certain area is it as bad as people say on the
1: i mean yeah it's pretty bad i mean i'm not gonna lie they're trying to do things like right up the street from my house they uh built this little community of like small little shack kind of houses with the ac and everything you know they're just basically probably 200 square feet little houses and um there's like 250 of them you know so they're trying to do stuff but yeah for a second it was like every freeway overhang was just garbage and everywhere and it sucks you know there's like a lot of people became homeless and stuff like that but yeah man it's pretty gnarly but I feel like it's getting they're trying to do stuff and it's getting better
0: yeah 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 I felt it like during the pandemic, I would go in towards Boston and I seen like more of it popping up, like homelessness and like people on drugs and just like despair, you know? Uh-oh. Well, it
1: got to a point where I just kept a bag of snacks in my car. Cause I would just, you know what I mean? Like just snacks, whatever. I just keep them in my car, just every, every, you know, just hand out food as much as I could pretty much.
0: Yeah. Like help out if you can.
1: Yeah. Cause you'll pull up to a light and someone will be asking for something, you know? So.
0: I always try to give some money when I can. Like when I pull up to a light and someone's there, mm-hmm. I try to. Unless there's like every other light, then I'm like, all right, yeah. I- I'm gonna be broke. Like I can't afford. <laughs> That's this. why I
1: just did snacks. Dude. I'm like, all this stuff might expire if I don't eat it, so I might as well give it away. Here's a chicken wing, my dude. <laughs> yeah, here's a bag of chips. Here's a granola bar. All that. <laughs> I've had,
0: I've had like people that seem to be homeless or whatever begging for stuff, and I've given them food before, and they've shut me down. They're like, I don't want food. I'm like, oh. oh.
1: Dick. That was my move in SF, dude, because they they try to scam you a lot. Like, oh, I need this much for a BART ticket. And I'm like, or they'll be like, oh, I'm hungry. just trying to eat. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'll buy you a burger right now. Let's go in there. And they're like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> Motherfuckers. <But laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got to respect the hustle, though, you know.
0: Yeah. My last encounter with a, a sketchy person, it actually was during the pandemic. And there's a video on my YouTube channel. But uh, we were skating this spot. And this dude just starts lurking up in the backdrop and he's getting closer to us. And I'm filming my friend Jacob and he's just coming up to us and he's, he doesn't have a mask on or anything, but I can just tell he's like on drugs and out of his mind. And uh he walks up to me while I'm filming and he's just like mumbling something. And I'm like, what and he's mumbling, he's getting closer and closer to me. And I'm like, I'm like, first of all, you got to fucking speak up. And second of all, not so fucking close. We're in a pandemic. And he's like, he, what he said he was like mumbling he's like I'm really let me blow you i was like what he's like going you really let me blow you i'm like huh S- well fucking speak loud he's like why don't you let me blow you literally what he said dude and i was like uh no thanks bro no fucking thanks
1: <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate man that's this world needs more uh mental health institute like places and help mental health like it's sad dude like this dude where my mom lives it's it's bad like drug everything and man it's just unfortunate because they shut down a lot of the mental health places and just yeah oh that's that's a big reason
0: yeah he's he sat but, there for about 15 minutes trying to convince me to let him blow me and I. <laughs> He was definitely on yeah. drugs, but like he wanted to blow me. He was dead adamant about it, you know. There's a video. I have a whole I filmed the whole thing because I was like, he might just like attack like me. I don't know. And, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep this camera on, dude.
1: Yeah, don't do drugs.
0: Yeah. So after the blow job, we just like mm-hmm. JK JK. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: All
0: right, you got any sketchy stories from like a tour story or anything? Because I told you my sketchy story
1: tour story i mean like traveling
0: anything sketchy that ever happened on a trip that you can remember
1: um or just like that shoot maybe were you there in italy when we almost got in like a 20 on 20 fight with the was this at the
0: at the bank spot yeah dude okay yeah you tell me your angle of this because i've talked about this on the podcast multiple times
1: Oh, okay, because yeah, that was one that sticks out because it was I thought we were going to war. But um yeah, it was somehow didn't happen. (laughs) But skating a spot, the local was told multiple times not to come back and he brings twenty of us there in two vans and we blow the fucking spot up. And dude comes out with like whatever he had i forget what he had but then all of a sudden like 20 of his homies surround coming out of the woodworks in different cars like broken bottles about to like they said they were going to want to break the dude's leg jeremy Um, yeah and uh we all like pretty much got into like a standoff like it was about to go down and it just somehow he got out of there without anything and just left but yeah there was like a, a tour guide there was like a girl tour guide i remember and we had to like throw her in the van and close it. It was nuts, dude.
0: Yeah, that's my recollect le- recollection too. I remember that we were we showed up to the spot. We all had like raging skate boners because it was a perfect like ride, like bank you could just ride marble bank, yeah. Yep, and uh, I remember people yelling shit from the up above, and we're all like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, like you said, um, they fucking came out. Two van loads rolled out, and they were yelling at us in Portuguese. I imagine. And none of us could understand him except Daclan. Jeremy. It was,
1: it was French. It was French. French.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And I just remember none of us could understand him except we understood they had like mini bats and glass bottles dude, and shit.
1: It was like Warriors versus <laughs> <laughs> the movie Warriors coming out, dude. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, I remember we all just slowly started backing up, but like kind of holding our ground, but backing up. And I, I remember like a little, I think Seamus, I remember being worried about him because he was like still at the top of the hill and i was kind of further away that was so yeah, i just sketchy. remember getting
1: in those vans leaving like oh my gosh dude how did that happen yeah definitely I remember, didn't go back to that spot
0: do you remember the time we were in australia and uh we were going into a zoo and i was like hey matt like you have a huge ass <sighs> spider spider
1: <laughs> i still tell that story to this day dude i was just telling that story the other day it's funny you say that but australia man they're, they're they're everything's bigger there dude all the reptiles ants spiders
0: yeah literally I, you had your baggy pants on and just on the back of your calf was like a wolf spider or whatever the fuck
1: yeah like when you're sitting you see a crease on the back of your pants and i just was like you're like what is that and i look and there's just like a little fuzz thing so i like tap it and all the legs come out i was like <laughs> boom i hit it off my leg and it just splat like it just hangs onto the wall and like crawls off the wall like i'm like yo in the line of the zoo
0: that was so comical because like
1: this big dude
0: yeah dude it was it was literally like a fucking dinner plate like huge tarantula. yeah i i remember being like because usually i pull that shit with people and i'm like hey there's a spider you try to pull a joke yeah not that you were like, yeah, yeah, right, bro.
1: I just remember seeing something. What the <laughs> fuck? And just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, man, so many good times on every different trip. I mean, even like I said, that shoe tour I had. um We were traveling all over Southeast Asia, and we ended up the last three days in um, Phuket, Thailand, like Thailand, Ooh, and. Sick yeah it was like they basically let us go there for the last three days and they just like were like okay well vacation time basically so perfect into a trip they rented us a boat that like went out to the islands where they filmed like that movie the beach and we got the full experience of thailand it's beautiful oh my gosh i mean yeah there was some trash and stuff in the water that was unfortunate but it's amazing there people are so nice people are so nice um yeah it was it was epic it was epic
0: yeah i've never many good stories i've never been there before that place seems like it'd be a wild one to go to
1: yeah dude it was i mean we had a good crew we were just like i said living right renting jet skis and everyone was just having the best time so it, it was epic to just be there and be like wow we all came together for this trip and it was sick.
0: Yeah, you guys you know
1: when you're younger coming up, you go on trips and you see the older heads that'll like get a shoe and go on a world trips and tours and for it, you know, and to have that happen. I was like, wow, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy. It's definitely yeah. wild, man. Yeah. Um what about did you also have a part in a trans role video, right?
1: Yeah, I uh that was my first major video pretty much, besides Chris Mulhern's video before that. Um but What was Chris's yeah, the, video?
0: I remember Chris's video. Um,
1: he had a few and far between.
0: Yes, like, that video was yeah. so good.
1: Yeah, we just went out to Spain and stayed in a place out there for like a month and pretty much threw apart together with some extra footage.
0: How'd the Transroll thing come and how I was filming for it and how'd the process go?
1: I was actually on a zoo trip in Australia. Um, and RB got an email from Chris Ray at the time. And he was just like living in Sacramento and he just was like, hey, I want to film Matt. like introduce, you know, and basically I came back, we started filming and hanging out. And then uh, basically he got a job at Transworld and he couldn't tell me that I basically had a part and we'd go filming and <laughs> basically didn't even know yet. But then he told me and I moved to Sacramento to make it happen and film with them every day. And it was freaking amazing a lot of travel a lot of driving a lot of traveling did more trips we went to china than australia or maybe vice versa i forget but straight month month and a week trip or something like that so it was epic
0: um first i'm fucking so jealous that's like being a skater skater that's like a dream as a trans real video part i'm so let me just say yeah
1: john holland was doing it too so it was like so epic he's the man
0: um so yeah fucking so jealous but happy for you but fucking so jealous um <laughs> who else was in that what was the video was it a time to shine
1: no it was uh and now so it was like malto trapasso me kenny hoyle richie jackson and who else? that's Someone a heavy, list. That's david a heavy Gravett. list david Gravette. david Gravette.
0: Yeah, David's so good too. Which is
1: my boy. We became like ultra homies from that video.
0: Did he have eyebrows when you were filming?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's a, nothing but entertainment. So I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are my favorite. I feel like he would do really good if he grew up in New Hampshire because he reminds me of a lot of people from New Hampshire. Just like have a wild time, <laughs> like to drink a little bit, shave off an eyebrow, like
1: <laughs> whatever it takes. They have a good time.
0: <laughs> so so true.
1: <laughs> only and way to live your life really
0: that's sick so did you so did you already have footage prior to like and then you just applied it to the trans video or did everything you film with those guys for that video
1: yeah pretty much everything i filmed with them <clears throat> i might have gave them like a couple of things that maybe a film or two had um but yeah i was just filming with chris and you know he knew like i guess a month before i and he couldn't tell me because they couldn't announce it or something so we would go out filming and you know, sometimes you're just like, it's a Tuesday afternoon and you just skate it all weekend or Monday. I mean, then you skate all weekend. You're like, all right, well, this trick isn't working out today. We'll come back. He's like, come on, dude, just do it. I'm like, bro, chill. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, you got to do this. I'm like, all right, like chill. <laughs> get me to go out in like 20 degree weather to like try to go get a clip end up breaking my wrist. And like, it was, a, it was fun, but it was insane.
0: You're like you're like this dude's just really dedicated, like I'm like, sp-
1: bro, I like. He's like, oh, I wake up at three in the morning, like I could film this angle like this. I'm like, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> He's a man,
0: dude. That's exactly how I'd picture it going down for a trans yeah. part.
1: part. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not like even during that trans part, I didn't even, I wasn't even on DC. I was actually like getting Nike Flow, and uh, basically, yeah, there was the video was like about done and there was an opportunity to go. They wanted to like talk to me, you know, and they called me at like 11 PM at night or something. And they were like, yeah, we want you to come down to San Diego, like talk to you. Like, when can you come here? Me and Chris were just like, looked at each other. Like we were together. He's like, let's go right now. We just drove to San Diego at like 11 at night. Mike was there in the morning and they're like, okay, like, all right. <laughs> so that helped probably get me on, you know, like showing the work ethic. So.
0: Yeah, like the fact that you're right on it, man, for sure. Mm, you know?
1: Any opportunities bust down that door, man.
0: Yeah, definitely, you man. Know? That's insane, dude. You've had a hell of a skateboard career.
1: Yeah, I went all over following the scene pretty much and moved all over. SF, San Diego, LA. I grew up in and yeah, man. All up and down California.
0: Have you ever had a cover of a magazine?
1: skateboarder yeah
0: Ooh, that's my favorite one or was my favorite one
1: yeah me too I freaking love that magazine because so, it, yeah, was... it was i i got like an article or a interview in there and ended up getting the cover randomly and it was epic
0: was that zoo days
1: no that was expedition days that was after zoo days
0: oh that's right dude yeah how'd that link how'd you link up with the expedition i mean it kind of makes sense because. <clears throat> I feel like you're skating fit, and like you probably knew all well, the homies. Was,
1: yeah, Welsh and Joey Pepper, and then went to Expedition. So that's you know aesthetics to z York to Expedition. So we just all rode together pretty much, and yeah, I mean there was a cha- there was a time where like I almost got on Plan B, but I didn't want to, so I just stayed on, got on Expedition instead.
0: Why weren't you, Why weren't you into Plan B at the time?
1: Uh eh, well, different vibes. I mean. No, no. I mean, it was my boy, like Colin's my big bro. He, and you know, everyone was down for it. It just, me personally, I'm more under the radar kind of guy I would say. And I just felt like all my homies were on expedition and expedition found out that plan B was offering me. So they like pretty much doubled their offer. So I was like, all right, let's go.
0: So, I totally yeah, get that. that, that <laughs> I was
1: already going to go, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good leverage, man. Good for you, bro.
1: Yeah. So, and that's a, a part of like being in real estate too, like negotiating. I love negotiating and I did all my own contracts, never had an agent, helped out some homies with their questions on like, what should I do, ask for, you know? And so that's why real estate too is really fun. And I love that part about it.
0: Yeah, like going back and forth and just trying to uh get that your
1: cards little... and yeah, getting my clients the best possible deal that they can get.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That really helps yep. too. Cause when we were buying our house or our second house, like we sold our first house. We had a ranch house and um <laughs> i I loved our ranch house like it was an awesome house and, no i know
1: you're uh, like oh our second house i'm like brush that shoulder up good job
0: well yeah i mean we sold our first house which i was stoked yeah. on it was a nice starter house even though my lady loved it and um mm-hmm. we ended up selling that making some money and then we bought our second house and we bought a house uh here in plainville and the downstairs is uh a full business it's for my ladies uh she does eyelash extensions so she has a full-on oh, sick. yeah she does a whole salon down in the basement she renovated the whole thing we paved a new driveway so the whole uh backyard or whatever the side yard is a driveway specifically for a business its own entrance you walk right in and like uh but having sick. having her friend who's a, a realtor Come in and like fight for us and let teach, show us everything, and explain it all. It was so crucial, mm-hmm. man. I can't explain. I can't uh, stress it enough because we would have been fucked without that help. You know.
1: Yeah, that's why it's always good to have someone in your corner that you trust and that will go that extra mile for you. Because you know, it's unfortunate there are some, not some, a lot of agents that are commission hungry and just will tell you yes to get that commission check. And I'm not money hungry, so it's you need someone like that will have your best interest at hand always you know and a lot of there's a lot of good realtors out there that do that so that's good you know so but there's unfortunately some i've seen someone like man how are you working in this field (laughs) i'm like man but yeah yeah that's awesome dude
0: it was crazy because there was things about like um that they've that she figured out that like we could use as leverage things that needed to be fixed and stuff like that, that we had no clue, you know? So that was like super crucial.
1: Yeah. Get all the inspections you need, get everything done, make sure everything's set before the timelines. And that way you're, if you need to do anything, you're, you're safe.
0: Yeah. Our first house actually too, we bought it from, uh, my friend Dave and Carol who own the skate park out here they would Mm -hmm. they'd buy like starter homes and fix them up and then flip them so that first time we got our house was awesome because i i worked for the skate park i trusted that i've been working for the skate park for like 12 years and i i love those guys and they like helped us out with that process which was awesome and then the second time my lady's like best friend basically was the realtor so she came in and just like took care of us which is sick amazing yeah super amazing yeah man
1: that's a that's a one of the biggest three steps in li- people do in life, you know, is buy a house. So you got to make sure someone's good and it's what's, such a good long-term investment, man.
0: What's the, what's the other two, a baby and then cover, um, cover of skateboarder.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Again, <laughs> filming, s- tr- filming <laughs> tricks and filming tricks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's funny because it's true though it is <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. but about, yeah, man. what
0: about you, man? Any kids on the horizon?
1: I mean, I got my two kids I call my kids that they're dogs. they pretty much need as much as attention as kids. but um yeah, other than that, nothing yet. I mean, could be on the horizon. We shall see.
0: Open to the idea.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm never, I definitely want to, for sure, but just when it happens, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel like you'd be a good dad. You're cool enough, you got that little edge to you because you're a skater, so you're you're going to be like a hip, cool dad, you know?
1: It makes me feel good, dude. I feel like a grandpa sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Work from like 5 a.m. and I pass out at like 10 p.m. sometimes, I'm like, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I know the feeling, man. Long days. It's cool though when you like enjoy what you do. It's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you work your ass off and at the end of the day it's like you're fucking exhausted and you're tired and all that, but if you enjoy it, it's like you can wake up and do it again. Cause I always feel so grateful that I enjoy the work I do because there's a lot of people out there that work just as hard and they don't enjoy it at all because it's something they don't want to be doing, you know.
1: Exactly. And real estate is like can be the most like I I hear so many people when I, when I talk to other agents and they're like, you know, they'll be like, so would you, you know, they find out that I'm a pro skater or we talk or whatever. I used to be a skate before real estate. And uh, they're like, what made you get into real estate? Why would you do that? I'm like, you don't like your job. Like, I love this stuff. Like I've nerd out on it. Like I said, you know, and you can either make it stressful or you can love it and do it every day. And it, it it's like a, up and down roller coaster too because sometimes you don't get any deals going you're getting only paid off commissions so it's like when there's no deals going it could be hard but you just keep doing your thing every day consistency pays off man so
0: yeah, yeah. that's thank god for skateboarding because it definitely taught us how to be consistent and not give up and persist at a trick yeah apply use that failure
1: use failure as a stop not a stop you know
0: yeah well said so
1: it's fail 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 and some success
0: yeah man that's epic yeah fail I, forward <laughs> yeah true right so true yep. yeah I um I always have this like feeling like I don't want to do any th- work unless it has to do with skateboarding I mean I, I do other jobs and stuff here and there but like I don't mm-hmm. know what I do without skateboarding because like nothing motivates me to work hard except for it. you know like so because like I don't know like i'm just grateful that it exists man (laughs) you know
1: same dude it's it's gave me giving me everything you know like from how i am today to you know it's just it's it's to me the best thing in the world because not only is it the fountain of youth but it's you know it's basically teaches you more than you can ever imagine like get from anything else you know like from the most you know like my 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 friend group and you know it's like the biggest gang in the world you know it's like my everyone is from every kind of place there's so much diversity there's so much love there's so much just like life lessons with progressing and always being better pushing yourself every day All you know so to me it's the best thing in the world you can learn so much from it It's it's just not even fair almost <laughs> like the, i feel like everyone should skateboard to just learn some life lessons
0: yeah 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 what, what were you gonna go to school for before this whole skating <clears> thing <throat> took off what were you aiming at
1: i was gonna actually well i wanted to just get my regular you know start getting my whatever it's called bachelors or whatever And but i was gonna be a firefighter
0: i could see that dude you kind of like yeah
1: dude if i, I mean... if i beefed up
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> getting like some neck muscles and shit yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and then just like yeah but no I, I i was into that and i almost got into the airline business as well my dad works for has built planes and now manages them and all that so
0: wow really
1: oh yeah i was thinking about getting my pilot's license at one point and, yeah
0: dude i could fucking see you as a pilot you would be an amazing pilot
1: dude i think it would be pretty epic
0: you got like a it, good voice, like you'd come like, on the speaker and be like, yeah. niner, niner. Is that? No, that's a trucker. But whatever the pilot is. Make them
1: feel, feel nice and safe. You know? <laughs> You'll be in good hands, folks. We'll talk to you later.
0: Flying Miller <laughs> Airlines. <laughs>
1: oh, man. No, Please but, t-
0: tell me a little bit about your dad and uh, he builds planes.
1: Well, yeah, he originally was a truck driver. Like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Over the Top of Sylvester Stallone. Yes, Okay, so, like, that was my life as a kid. Like, my dad arm wrestled Fools. He was a truck driver. I'd go with him. Are you serious? Um, yeah, he would, he, he'd like, Popeye arms. He would just take down Fools, ever, like, all the time. It was crazy.
0: That's and, legendary.
1: Uh, dude, it was literally my life. And then <laughs> he wanted to better his life. So he basically started Wait, better than his... arm wrestling? Are you joking? I know, dude. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, we had it, man. No, but... Um... <laughs> we could have, yeah, but no, it was... He just you know wanted something more and when it like got his ap license it's called where you can start working on planes and just started crushing it like his work ethic my work i get the same work ethic, work ethic as him and he's now top guy at fedex and manages a whole team and you know he doesn't actually turn wrenches anymore but he uh can if he needs to well, and that's... yeah he, he's just crushing it
0: that's sick man i ship most of yep. my stuff with fedex so i feel like we got like that connection bro
1: it's definitely probably gone through his planes nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, call he, him got, he got me on a fedex family day like he they hired me and a couple of friends to come bring some ramps and like had all the planes set up and we just skated for all these people it was sick
0: what like a demo <laughs> like for on, the fedex
1: yeah like on the lax tarmac, pretty much
0: that's fucking yeah, insane it was, it was epic <laughs> That's so random, but amazing, dude.
1: Yeah, little perks, man.
0: Yeah, man. Dude, free shipping, you know? Free
1: shipping. I'm trying to get him to get me tickets to the FedEx Cup for golf, dude. Yeah.
0: How's golf going?
1: I love it. It's just like skating. You can't perfect it. You can never be, you know, it's super hard to get good at. It takes time. And you're out in nature, and the first thing in the morning, it's super epic with the boys. Are you, are you like
0: constantly. Are you like constantly working on your swing? Because that's the one thing about golf. It's like I feel like that's that's the yeah. bridge. that's what you got to get over. Is that? It swing. would be
1: boring if you didn't never try to progress. You know, so like yeah. I went just last week. I shot one of the best rounds ever with a with a homie here, and it was it was like epic.
0: <laughs> a full like eighteen holes. You do? Yeah. But, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. You're since this. I was
1: younger, dude. Well, off and on, like you know, when I'd get hurt in skating or something, I go golf. And yeah, it was, I love it, dude. It's super into it.
0: I feel a lot. Uh, I don't know this, but I feel like a lot of golf is like, um, making sure your body's like physically healthy for your stroke. Right. Is that a thing? I mean, like-
1: yeah, you gotta feel, you can't be, but it's not as hard as, you know, anything else. Like I would have like a rolled ankle and still be able to golf a little bit. And you know what I mean? Like so it depends but yeah it's definitely you play better when you feel good that's for sure
0: yeah because i always think like oh maybe i'll get into golf but like my knee always hurts so i'm like i'm probably gonna have a shitty swing because i don't have like the mechanics i feel like to be like
1: i guess if i I would i would swing it i would just take some swing see how it feels and then if anything maybe it'll help you strengthen it i don't know
0: what's your best yeah maybe what's your best score or like is that even the correct thing to say (laughs)
1: yeah i mean like like i said the other day i went out and like the first seven holes was crap i I think i was like 10 over after seven holes which is like you know par basically right so like you normally get the ball in the hole in four shots which is par four so if you shoot like a five then you're one over if you shoot a six you're two over so i was 10 over after seven and then after that i shot like nine pars in a row um which was pretty epic and ended up just like 12 over i think so after seven i shot two over which was way better i didn't so know just like stuff like that
0: yeah i didn't know par f- I, i've heard par four but that makes so so you have to get it in the hole like if, if you're shot.
1: if you're a, if you can finish a round in par like it's called a scratch player you're basically really good wow so i'm trying to get that 12 over to like zero one day you know yeah, I, I, my best was like seven over, but it wasn't like a full big eighteen. It was a muni course.
0: Do you ever think to yourself, "You are like real estate golf. I need to start smoking cigars." Is that?
1: Yeah, dude, I am down <laughs> for a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's epic. You just you are out there, like I said. I like going first thing in the morning, and still like, I don't know that I've golfed in different countries too, all over and you know been in places where you're seeing like chimpanzees swinging trees and you're in the fruit and forest <laughs> it's like pretty epic and when you hit a good shot it's like landing a trick you know that you've been trying because it's like you'll have a whole day but you hit one good shot and you're like ah oh, that feeling you know
0: yeah so, it seems like golf would from. be pretty peaceful too you're out there like a lot of space you can just kind of go at your pace i imagine
1: yeah to an extent but yeah but it's it i mean here in la it's like like the 405 freeway backed up a lot but you if you go early you're good it's super peaceful you're out in nature and you just it resets the soul you know
0: yeah there's also uh, i was listening to something the other day and they were talking about someone was like i like california golf courses versus like arizona golf courses there's different like i imagine like skate parks there's different
1: uh oh yeah different everyone ones. is different i mean weather, you know it's elevations your ball doesn't go as far if you're higher in elevate or it goes further when you're higher in elevation i think one of the two but um yeah just there's so many different courses and more than skate parks for sure there's way more than golf courses and skate parks but um yeah dude it's it's epic there's epic courses where you're literally like on the edge of the ocean and
0: what
1: it's it's pretty insane just the whole like aesthetics and vibe of the whole thing is what gets me going
0: yeah so do you have a crew you go golfing with like a steady crew or
1: yeah yeah no i got so many golf homies and it's good to meet people in real estate like that because meet people out on the golf course you know so it's a it's a double double whammy with that one so yeah i got different crews for different areas and mikey taylor and i still golf a lot and yeah just different little golf crews. I have my little local crew that I'm I have here and all over.
0: How's how's Mikey doing, man?
1: Crushing it. That's awesome. Kill yeah, killing the game, just freaking uh with his little commune capital thing going and not little big, but um yeah he crushes it dude. I, I definitely like watch a lot of his stuff and learn from him because he's a super super wealthy investor and knows so much and yeah definitely follow him if you are hearing this
0: yeah i was watching some of his stuff um not that long ago i was kind of following it seeing what it was all about that's awesome to hear that he's doing some cool shit outside of skateboarding too he's still doing his brand as well his board brand
1: yeah i think so um but yeah he made that he made that him and a couple of buddies did that saint arch or uh yeah saint archer
0: yeah and then they
1: sold that for like, don't even know. Yeah, so he's chilling.
0: Yeah, Saint Archer's was a brewery, right? Or they made yeah. It, was a,
1: it was a yeah. It was a beer brand, and I think they sold it to Anheuser Busch or something like that.
0: That's insane. That's so yeah. crazy.
1: Big big stuff.
0: Skateboarders can fucking do anything apparently, if they want to. Skateboarders
1: rule the world if they want to.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's all about who you know in this world.
0: So true, man. And your work ethic. And thank God uh, you got it, man. I got it.
1: Yeah, same. Work ethic yeah, carried, you.
0: yeah. Work ethic has carried me a long ways, man, because I never felt like I was really naturally talented at much, but uh, I never really stopped trying and working hard at it. So thank God for yeah, that.
1: Yeah, same, dude. I was in the bus with these, like, Nyshas and Chris Coles. And I'm like, what am, what am I doing here? But, you know, I was showing up every time and every – session, every photo shoot, whatever it was, I was there saying yes to it and didn't say no to one trip. So yeah, work ethic. Yeah. Go get your spaces.
0: You're skating too, man. I know you're like skating with those dudes and they're put up on a pedestal because they're like monster energy and all those other
1: like things. But But yeah, no, I have my own lane.
0: Yeah, you're skating like no joke, dude. All the pop, all the switch, like all that stuff was unique and you had your own you have your own style and approach and it stood out. So it makes sense, yeah. and I it makes me stoked that you were able to be on that level with being like a core street skater. You know, you never were like someone that had you didn't have the Monster Energy logo. You didn't enter all the contests and win like. Even though were... they
1: had me come into Street League and X Games.
0: Yeah, you got in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got in there, dude. It was sick. I got what, what was good. that
0: like? What was that like?
1: So different because I'm, you know, skated, never skated contests really, and it was just. It was epic because basically when DC first sponsored the Street League or whatever when they came out, they made us go to watch them just as the team. And so we were there, and it was like this different format where dudes were doing like fakie five o on the ledge, nolly crook, and like basically like Mike Mo was making the finals, and you know it was just like I was like, dang, I could make a finals in this contest. Like, what's up? I'm getting paid crazy money, you know, and I'm like trying to buy a house, you know, and boom like somehow they had qualifications to get in and you had to make like a minute street part and somehow got in there and then the whole format changed to like runs and then you had to just do five tricks off the biggest section and I was just like oh well let's do this <laughs> so I did my best and it was it was a fun time I had so much fun doing it you know like they would have six stops in a year and we'd travel to Brazil and all these crazy countries to have these ones, and they partnered with X Games and became that. So it was it was a crazy experience. So it's definitely fun. What was Had the a best? A lot of cool people.
0: What was the best placement you did?
1: Um, Not I don't a good even sign. Know. Not a good sign, I, bro. I made the I made the next day the f- semifinals or something in one of it. That's so sick. That was pretty cool, but yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't too uh, placing for me. But I stayed in it for like five years, so I qualified good enough to stay in it for that long. Because you have to like qualify every year, like top 20 or something.
0: Wow, that's
1: fucking heavy, dude. So I scraped in there somehow.
0: Yeah, five-year run in Street League is insane. Yeah. I didn't even I know I think that.
1: I would be like average 12th to like 16th, I would say. I don't even know.
0: Yeah, I look, then that really means more like 20 to 23rd. Let's be honest, 50th. Bro.
1: I've had some last places in my like Tampa Am days for sure.
0: <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> just show up and blow it.
1: Yeah, the only thing I've ever won in skating is a best trick, two best trick contests.
0: Which, one, which ones?
1: Um, one was a damn Am, like 2009, and then Tampa Pro 2010.
0: You won that. Yeah. What was the trick? Well,
1: not the contest, they're just the best trick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the um,
1: trick? Back nose blunt up this ledge that people were skating.
0: Ooh, Damn. I think I remember that actually. Let's see. Yeah,
1: that that helped me. I wasn't even technically pro yet, but that helped me go pro for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do remember that, dude. Because I remember being like, "He's not even pro. What the fuck?" <laughs> no, I didn't do. It. I didn't. <laughs> snuck in the club. <laughs> Matt Miller popping up, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was,
1: it was. I don't even know how that happened. It was crazy
0: would you would you ever enter tampa pro again
1: i don't know about (laughs) that dude (laughs) maybe if i was on my skate tip for a while and just to go there with the boys and have fun but if it got me there but i don't know about all that what about i'm I'm a soul skater now bro
0: yo uh pup and suds bro soul skater (laughs) for sure what about what about video part what about a video part
1: yeah, no, I'm always down to film. I'm, I still, like, try to get out with the boys. I still technically get out with the visual skateboard crew boys. And, uh, yeah, you know, still down to film some stuff and try to make a part here and there. And Always going to try to do that forever just for fun, you know.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear, though, because it takes effort, and you got to really want to, like, put it together. Like, nowadays, it's yeah. so easy to not, you know? You just like Instagram uh, yeah. and shit.
1: Dude, totally. I might not film something in six months, but you know, we'll, we'll get on it and just start stacking a little bit when I can and see what happens.
0: That's the best feeling when you get like, um, like 10 tricks under your belt and you're like starting to see it. You're like, Oh, this could be a part. Like this is coming together, my dude, you know?
1: Yeah. It takes like 30 tricks to make a part. So that's a good chunk there.
0: Yeah, man. Okay. So what's, uh, what's on the horizon for Matt,
1: Man. Just living life and selling real estate and just living it up, man. Maybe uh, buying another house soon. Maybe, yeah, just family time and friends and getting back to life and hanging out with as many friends and family as I can because everybody missed everybody. So, Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to be back.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely. You think you'll always, uh, be out in California? You might ever move somewhere else?
1: Um, you know, can never say never, but, um, I do love California. There's literally, you know, I've traveled the world. There's no place like it as far as weather and conditions and everything like that. And just the accessibility to snowboard, to surf, to just every kind of environment you can ask for desert. It's all just so quick to get everywhere. And, um but other than that like yeah i want to settle down one day i want to basically get some land enough to like be able to live off of it myself and maybe not like meat and stuff like that but i'll also go to the store in a little bit you know but <laughs> i'm not gonna live off the land fully but um yeah i have a <laughs> garden and stuff like that you have know, chickens
0: grow uh, out a beard like start fucking yeah
1: I, at one point before i met my girlfriend i thought i was gonna become a mountain man dude you ever see that show no wait the show it's mountain like, man yeah mountain man it's called until like on one of the HGTV tv maybe or one of those shows but um you were these dudes just live solo like up in the freaking alaska mountains like living off the land trapping, doing doing all i'm like dang <laughs> but no i wasn't gonna do that
0: <laughs> Just, <laughs> Matt's like I'm becoming a beaver hunter And I'm moving to yeah. Alaska
1: This is it Check, <laughs> Checking in with Matt Full beard Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man He
0: fucking skins beaver hives And makes his own house Out of fucking trees He chopped down No no
1: I can't do all that But Yeah I, uh, I'm, I'm down to Definitely move somewhere Where I can have my own space Let the dogs run free You know Just kind of more fresh air like i don't know i grew up in kind of like a country setting at at times so i kind of feel like i missed that and yeah having having some type of land i mean at, at the same time you can get that here in la like there's you wouldn't even believe some of these like lots and compounds that people have you're like where are we are we in like the national forest right now and then you go outside it's like beverly hills yeah uh, so you know you can get that kind of anywhere but i just want that like private space one day do you ever where it is
0: do you ever feel like you're spot hunting when you're looking at houses and looking for houses and how's that still always
1: that that never dies dude that i still see spots and i'll take photos of it like for a homie or something like i'll see something super tall for my good friend jake hayes and be like yo bro come ollie this thing but um yeah i find so i find so many more spots now just even like driving to a house i'll be like oh there's that spot i've never knew where that was you know yeah yeah, i'm combing streets even more than i combed before for sure
0: that's sick man um is there anything in this is a this is the question bro is there anything in skateboarding that you haven't done that you'd want to do as far as like maybe top of the mountain stuff i mean you had the cover the trans roll part the pro shoe pro board did you cover it all?
1: i mean is there anything that you said i i hit a lot of my goals i weren't gonna lie but like there's so many more things that i could have always done you know but definitely no regrets um you know a thrasher cover maybe would be one i guess but that will that that's whatever but um yeah i mean honestly like i i'm so thankful and like so happy with how it all turned out that i don't regret any of it and kind of hit all my little milestones the shoe was the last not the last but like that was a huge one and yeah man it was uh it was a good ride let me tell you
0: yeah man well it couldn't have happened to a better dude man you deserved it you're always an awesome dude like uh i hope we get to hang out again it's been a long time same
1: if you ever are here you better hit me up and then obviously if i'm in Good old Mass. I'm coming.
0: <laughs> definitely, dude. Come hang out. I'm trying to go.
1: I'm trying to go worldwide with this real estate one day. So you might see me selling a house near your hood soon. You never know.
0: That'd be sick, dude. That'd even though really I can't
1: help, even though I can't help with anyone in the world right now. So if you need a realtor, hit me up. I'll guide you to the right place. Yeah. Looking um, out for all the homies.
0: Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, okay, so if people want to like follow your your work or reach out to you or what's the platforms they could reach out to what what do you have to promote
1: instagram pretty much is the easiest one it's just matt miller ca and you know facebook is the same one um yeah that's pretty much it you know email yeah Miller, ca at kw.com and hit me up bro let's let, let me help you out however
0: Hell yeah, Matt. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate you uh, making some time to come in and talk some shit with me. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's been so good. And again, such a fan of what you do, man. Keep it up and skateboarding need you. So don't stop. Won't stop.
0: Hell yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. We'll give it a little more time, man. A couple months and uh, I'll reach back out and we'll catch up again. We'll drift on to more skate trips and stuff. I'm sure more uh, stories will get sparked. And we'll keep okay. it going. If,
1: if you need anything from me or hit anybody up that you might not know, whatever you want to have on the show, let me know, dude. I'm here to help.
0: Ooh, all right. Well, you opened Pandora's box. I'm going to be texting you, bro.
1: Bring it on. Let's Hell do yeah. it.